0: A change allows for Michigan schools to play teams from around the country, and the MHSAA record book sees more names and new marks added. I'm John Ross and this is This Week in High School Sports powered by Michigan Student Aid. The list of teams Michigan schools are now allowed to play against has grown tremendously. With a rule change adopted by the MHSAA's Representative Council, Michigan schools can now play against any school in the country, provided opponents are members in good standing of their state association, and the game is played either in Michigan or in a border state. Previously, schools could only play schools from border states, but now they can play anyone as long as that game is within the border state.
1: This change to the competition rule will keep our kids on equal footing with what's allowed in other Big Ten states. The time has come for our kids to be able to play schools from around the country, but
2: it needs to be in Michigan or a border state in keeping the right perspective.
0: That was Mark Ewell, the executive director of the MHSAA. One example of this policy change happens this week. In football, Cass Tech is playing Montvale St. Joseph a team from New Jersey and that game is being played at Youngstown State University in Ohio, a border state. And we expect to see more games like this as the volleyball season ramps up and then into winter with both basketball and wrestling. It's time for game balls when we highlight a trio of standout performances from the last week. First, Jacob Stone scored twice for Fraser in a 2-1 win over Rochester. The two goals make him the school's all-time leading scorer on the soccer field. Jacob now has 42 career goals. Alex Thole of East Grand Rapids was the fastest at the 2023 Under the Lights cross-country invite. He turned in a time of 15 minutes 40 seconds, which is a personal record. And Belleville's Bryce Underwood, who started the football season off with a bang. He threw the game-winning touchdown with seven seconds left and a 35-28 win over River Rouge at the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Director of Officiating Services, Sam Davis. Last
4: week, we highlighted some major differences between high school football and the college and pros. This week, how about some of the things that are similar? New as of last year is the addition of a tackle box when judging intentional grounding. In high school, like college and pros, the quarterback must be outside the tackle box and throw it past the line of scrimmage for it to not be intentional grounding. Horse collar tackles are penalties at all three levels of play. The ball carrier must be pulled down backwards or to one side for there to be a foul. But if there is, it's 15 yards. And a receiver in high school level needs to have a body part down and bounds, the same as in college, but the NFL requires two feet in for a catch.
0: Thanks, Sam. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, go to the MHSAA website now to register. For each sport the MHSAA sponsors, there is an online record book. At the end of each season, Communications Director Jeff Kimmerly updates every sport. Recently, updates from 11 player football were entered, including Ottawa Lake Whiteford putting up the 15th most points in a season with 664 total points last year. West Bloomfield's Samaj Morgan goes in for returning an interception 100 yards for a touchdown. That ties the all-time record for the longest INT return. And Muskegon's Mackay Guy ran for six touchdowns on a playoff win over DeWitt last year. Only 15 players in the MHSAA's history have run for more in a single game. And Guy returns for another season and more opportunities to improve on that. To see the complete list of individual, team, championship game, and coaching records for 11-player and 8-player football, Go to mhsaa.com and click football. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week.
1: Every touchdown. Fires and it's caught for the touchdown. Every hit. High fly ball into right field basket
5: this one's good if it goes oh dude how hell
1: are you kidding me every goal is on getstuckonsports.com all
6: season long Hello everybody and welcome into Algonac High School. Week two of BWAC play is upon us and we'll get it started. With two and 1-0 teams, BWAC fared very well in week one and these two teams were a reason why. Algonac hosting Almont. Take a look at what these two teams did in week one. Almont, a Dominant 39 nothing win over Marysville. A big statement for the Raiders in their opening game. But Algonac got off to a 1 0 start as well. As I mentioned, they went out to Vassar, got a 29 14 win. Both of those games were actually split up between two days. So both games started on Thursday night. Bad weather came, lightning came, and they were delayed till Friday so both teams playing on very short rest finish up their games Friday turn around have to get ready for Wednesday's game and getting ready for BWAC play well this is a uh, this is a league where it's going to be tough I mentioned the league went seven and one other teams with wins Cross Lex had a 37-7 win over Swan Valley Armada 40 to 20 winners against Marine City Richmond 24-6 over St. Clair-Emily City. Shut out Hazel Park, 48-0. It's going to be a tough league. Yale, 56-0 over Annapolis. So a quest for a BWAC title starts now. First game here at Algonac in a couple years. Last year, this program lay dormant. They kick it off, coming back with a win. Trying to get win number two and a BWAC win here to start in 2023 step aside for a moment but I got a chance to catch up with both of these coaches earlier in the week you'll hear from Almont's James Lusby and Algonax Nick Matska talking about what this game means and uh just a little bit more reflect on week one what they need to do to be successful here in week two be back in a moment you'll have more for you here on the get stuck on sports pregame show right after this
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to get stuck on Your kids, your schools, your sports.
6: freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school
3: athletics.
1: See you on the field, superstar. You've got it on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on the Get Stuck On
6: Sports pregame show here with Coach Lusby from Elmont. Coach got a nice win week one. It was a fairly dominating performance and a lot of new names. I'm sure there was a lot of positives to take out of the opening week victory.
8: Uh, yeah, we were really excited about this young group coming through, and uh, when the lights came on, they did not disappoint. Uh, sophomores stepped up like we were hoping they were. Um, you know, Jacob Stewart had a big game uh, in practice. We were kind of worried, and then he comes out with the lights on, and he really dominates and does what he does. And uh, our offensive line and defensive line held their own, so we were pretty pleased.
6: Just in general, I know some coaches, they know they have athletes, they know that they have guys that can do things well, but how much of a concern is it just not knowing what they can do under the bright lights or just saying, hey, we got to find out on Friday night. How do you prepare for getting some new guys in in those primetime situations?
8: Uh, well, it's a little hard nowadays because we really don't do a lot of contact. Right. We don't even really thud that much. We're against bags all the time. Um, so, yeah, you see a kid run or you see a kid block, and you're like, yeah, he can do it. And then you wonder, you go to a scrimmage, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, we got some fine-tuning on mm-hmm. technique to do. Um, so that scrimmage before we got started, uh, two Thursdays ago, that really helped us kind of narrow it down to kind of pick the guys that we knew were going to be able to play. So. Going
6: down to Algonac, but on a Wednesday night you're on a very short week yet Thursday's game you got about sixty percent of the way through had to finish up on Friday makes for a pretty short week. How has that changed up the practice plan at all?
8: Oh, uh, we had a practice on Sunday night haven't done that in years, <laughs> and uh I can't say that uh, it's, I can't remember the last time we played on a Wednesday night. Um, I know I coached one, and when I coached eighth grade uh, 20 years ago, I played on Wednesday night, but that's probably the first—that's the last time I played on Wednesday. So it's a little exciting. Um, we'll have a long weekend to get ready, and Labor Day weekend is kind of nice. Uh, maybe go catch some games. Uh, um, I know I might go up to Romeo and watch their game. Uh, a couple buddies over there coach. Uh, probably watch the Armada-Yale game. So build, to bring in some games live. That'll be nice.
6: Absolutely, and a little bit of spotlight on your kids as well playing on Wednesday night. Going down to Algonac, before we talk about what you saw on film, just getting them back in the BWAC, getting them to have a team this year, they get a week one victory, has to be nice to have them back and also to not have to fill that void in your schedule.
8: Yeah, I mean, last year was tough trying to find a team at the last minute to come play us. Uh, And then, uh, you know, just having a full BWAC roster is nice, I mean, the schedule anyway. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they look like they have some good athletes. Uh, they play tough. Auganac's always had tough-nosed kids. They're a good wrestling program, so we know what kind of kid we're going to face down there. Um, we're just going to have to match their intensity.
6: What did you see from them on film? It's got to be a little weird preparing for a team that you have one game of film on in the last basically two years. So what did you see on film and how do you prepare for a team that you have very limited tape on?
8: Uh, well, we started with uh, their JV film from last year when they played us uh, because they were mainly a lot of juniors. And so we got to see how they perform. And of course you don't know how much a kid's going to grow over a year, but, and then you compare the vaster game that we watched and, uh, you can kind of see it translate over and you can get a little bit more fine detailed in what they're trying to do Um, but you know it's a tricky offense to try to stop and uh, defensively they do flyer to the ball so we'll see what happens tonight.
6: First game back for them I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be a fun one to be a part of and that community will come out and make it a fun Wednesday night game for you.
8: Yeah the Swamp's always interesting to play in Uh, I mean they definitely have a home field advantage when you play down there Um, but yeah we're excited to go there and uh, get this done.
6: Coach, last question for you. What are the keys to starting off BWAC, play with a victory?
8: Uh, We got to execute, not hurt ourselves. Uh, Defensively, we need to fly to the ball and play assignment football. Mm -hmm. And uh, offensively, we just got to keep them guessing on where we're going.
6: Coach, appreciate it. Good luck. And, uh, well, good luck the rest of the year and stay healthy. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with more on the Get Stuck on Sports pregame show after this.
1: Every grandma knows. Get stuck on sports.com is where the grandkids play.
5: To hear you say that
7: makes me love you, baby!
1: Making lots of memories. It's your kids. It's your schools. It's your sports.
3: And in Richmond on M19 and Craftship. Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great price.
2: Do you have questions about your retirement, such as, when will I be able to retire? How do I make the most of the money I have? How can I leave a lasting legacy to my loved ones? If so, you're not alone. As an Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor, Dave Betts can help you find the answers with the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Dave will work with you one-on-one to understand your goals and develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
6: Back here on the Get Stuck on Sports pregame show, joined by Algonac coach Matska. Coach, a start off first. Congratulations. Got to win in week one. That's a big accomplishment for any team, but especially after a year hiatus. I'm sure it was nice to see about 12
4: months of work come to fruition. Absolutely. It was, a, it was a great experience for the coaching staff, for the players, for the families, the community, the, the whole way around. It was a very, very exciting couple days there. So you get the big win. Don't have last year to go off of, of who we are expecting to have big games. So who stood out for you for the Muskrats in week one? So uh, David Clemens uh, played a little fullback for us, played defense as well, um, rushed for over 100, had a couple catches. Um, also had an interception on on defense, played a really, really strong game for us. All right, bringing in Elmont, they're no
6: surprise of what they're going to be. They've been doing the same thing for damn near 20 years, and they've had
4: success with it. When you look at the Elmont team on film, what do you see and what's been the message to your kids? You see a lot of consistency um, over the years. We've been playing Alma for, you know, going on 20 years now. And the, just the consistency, the way that they run their scheme, the way that they do what they do, they do it very well. They're very physical. Um, and, and those are things that we have to prepare for. It's tough to prepare during the week, but uh, we, we got pretty dialed in this week. What was the
6: the vibe like at practice, obviously coming off a win, but knowing, hey, you can enjoy this one, but you got a pretty tough one coming up. Were the kids able to refocus and
4: get dialed in for the start of BWAC play? Yeah, real strange scenario. In my career, we've never really had a turnaround like this, but we play Thursday and Friday last week, only to turn around and play Wednesday this week. So uh, we had some some work done on Sunday, which I think it it forced them to kind of refocus a little faster Mm -hmm. than otherwise it would have. So I think that worked. Uh, we had you know, g- great attendance, great work ethic this week, and I, th- I think that's going to translate for us tonight. I think sometimes the chaos can help. It's almost like they don't have time to sit back and think. It's just go, go, yes. go, and, yep. hey, the game's coming up on Wednesday. You don't have time to overthink it. You just got to play. Exactly. Yep, for sure. And uh, we got dialed in pretty quick. Coaches met over the weekend, uh, got our game plan ready to go, and, and we laid that out Sunday evening, so. First game back at the Swamp in, in a couple years. I'm sure you're hoping for a pretty fun atmosphere. And uh, it's not homecoming, but it feels almost like a homecoming of sorts getting a home game back here after the year off. It really does. And it's exciting to kind of talk to people. A lot of people shocked about, again, the Wednesday start, but um, getting people excited and riled up. And, you know, we're posting and we're trying to make sure people know to, to get out here, you know, for our 7 o'clock kickoff tonight. So playing in the BWAC, it's always a tough
6: league. I'm sure there are some things that are true, no matter if you're playing Almont, Algonac, Yale, Crosslex. That's just true for the BWAC. What are some things that have helped your team become successful
4: or that they need to do to be successful in BWAC play? I, you know, I said it in, in our preseason interview, but it, it's the physicality. It's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, this is as physical as a conference as you're going to see around the state. Uh, week to week, it doesn't matter. The top to bottom, you're going you're gonna to be bumped and bruised when you come out of it. And, and just preparing kids to understand that, that that's going to be what it takes to, to be successful week in and week out in the BWAC. Well, Coach, final question for I'll keep it simple. What are the keys to getting a win here in your, your home opener in 2023? So we want to we stick with our system, do what we do best, um, and we want to kind of force Elmont to kind of go um, maybe outside of their playbook a little bit, do some things that, that maybe they weren't expecting to have to do and, and make them uncomfortable, and uh, hopefully the Swamp swallows them up. Well, Coach, I appreciate your time. Thank you and congratulations again on the Week 1 win and good luck against Elmont. Thank you very much.
6: Good having you. We'll have kickoff right after this on the Get Stuck on Sports pregame show.
2: If you need Blue Water area scores, standing schedules, and more, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Not able to listen to the game live? GetStuckOnSports.com archives all their broadcasts so you can listen at any time. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your
9: sports. on Port Huron Schools.
2: Preferred seamless gutters in Emily City has been family owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call preferred, you get preferred.
3: for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you.
7: Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 AM for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810 810- Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Fransic
10: Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach, with Fransic Water Conditioning and Kinetico. Call us at 800-848-5150.
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: Get Stuck on Sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Back here on the Get Stuck on Sports pregame show. coin has been flipped. Elmont won. They have deferred to the second half. Band lining up along with both teams for the National Anthem. So we will take one final break when we come back. Muskrats get the ball first. You're listening to High School Football and GetStuckOnSports.com.
3: and in Richmond on M19 and Grash Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great price.
2: Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred,
1: See you on the field, superstar. You've got it on on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on on GetStuckOnSports.com. National Anthem has been
6: played. Both teams heading to their respective sidelines. First home game here in Alganac since 2021. They are hoping to kick off BWAC play with a bang as the Almont Raiders come into town. Brady Beaton here, and I'll be joining you for the first of three games this weekend. In a, just about a moment, Algonac-Elmont will kick off tomorrow night. Port Here on High brings in East Point, And then on Friday night, back in BWAC country as Armada takes on Yale. Elmont had a big week one win over Marysville. Again, 39-0. And Algonac returned to action with a 29-14 win over Vassar. So two teams getting a win to start the season. See if that momentum can carry here into week two. Both teams going to want to run the ball, although Almont in week one showed a propensity. Hey, they might spread it out a little bit. Might not be as traditional of Almont as you might expect. And Algonac, well, they were running the ball nicely. They run that option veer type style. And Algonac will get the ball first almont kicking off right to left here in the swamp it is a sunny day sun still over top of that tree line as we are sitting on the east side of the field in the press box grass field here at algonac and the lines well they might be tough to see so i'll do the best to let you know where the ball is Almont. in their road, white jerseys, black pants, black helmet. Kicking off right to left to Algonac in their dark blue uniforms. They have two-tone numbers, yellow at the top, blue at the bottom, and some yellow piping down the left side of the pants. And the muskrat on only the left side of the helmet. Almont has it teed up, the run-up, and the deep kick to the near side. Brady Vanetta lets it go into the end zone. And it will be first and 10 Algonac at their own 20-yard line as Evan Sadler comes out the quarterback here in week number two. Cole Thaler had the start in week one, not dressed. He is on the sideline in his uniform but in no pads. Hope that we get to see Cole Thaler again sometime soon. But for now, it will be the senior Evan Sadler breaks the huddle first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Working left to right, Sadler calling out the shots, one man behind him, leans in out of the pistol, man in motion left to right, snap, hand off up the middle, and only making it about a couple yards, call it to about the 23, see who that was on the carry coming out of the pile, number 21, David Clemens, and you heard Nick Matzka in the pregame show talk about Clemens's contributions in week one, helping them get a win. They're going to hope on him. Hope to lean on him to get some yards called second and six from the 24 yard line Sadler under center Clemens behind him no motion leans in takes the snap Clemens hands off no keeper Sadler to the near side miss makes one man miss and gets brought down near the 25 I believe he stumbled past it the officials say he did called a gain of about two. Third and a short four coming up for Algonac This is what the Algonac offense wants to do, misdirection. Get your eyes moving somewhere else. If you're a defense, if you're not ready for it, one guy makes a mistake and a play can get out the gate. Third and four for Algonac from their own 26-yard line. Out of the pistol, Sadler. Twins right, one man split out to the left. Man in motion, left to right, snap. Handoff. Clemens, left tackle, breaks off one tackler, but there's too many white jerseys. They stand him up for a loss. Back near the twenty-five yard line. It'll bring up fourth and five, and in all likelihood the punting unit. Almont did not let that play spring at all is Sadler, the quarterback back on to punt, returning for Almont. Looks like Aiden Furkerwan standing back. I believe that's Chase Davidowski with him as well. They are standing in between their own 35 and 40. Sadler back to punt on 4th and 5, puts the gunner in motion from left to right. Sadler takes the snap, rolls out, line drive, kick, bounces shy of midfield into Almont territory. It'll come to a stop at the Almont 42-yard line. 9.56 to go in the first quarter. Almont takes over 1st and 10 near midfield. That brings out Chase Davidowski and the Raider offense. Put up 39 points a week ago against Marysville. Hoping to continue that offensive prowess here in the swamp. Davidowski jogs into the huddle. Only 10 seconds on the play clock. They need to hustle to the line. Huddle breaks. I'm asking for a reset of the play clock so Davidowski can take his time. Traditional power formation, three men in the backfield. Davidowski under center, snap, handoff, right side, bouncing off a defender, Fuller. He doesn't get very far. In fact, he doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage. Loss at two, back to the Almont 40, Second and 12 coming up for Almont. Ball near the middle of the field. Almont behind the chains. Again, they've shown that they can spread it out and throw it if they want to. And when you get off schedule on first down, well, that's something you might have to rely on. Tip of the football on their own 40 yard line. Second and 12 for Almont at their own 40. One man split out right. Two men in the backfield wing to the left of Davidowski under center. Snap, handoff near side. Cutting up, breaking off of one tackler is Chase Batani, but he can only get to about the forty five yard line. Brings up third and seven, and a chance for the Muskrat. Defense to force the three and out and get the ball right back. 8.58 and counting in the opening quarter. Muskrats went one, two, three, and a punt. Almont trying to move the chains. Third and seven from their own 45-yard line. The line to gain the Muskrat 48. Almont line hustles to the line of scrimmage. Three men in the backfield behind Davidowski, third and seven from the 45 snap, handoff right side, Fuller, he's swallowed up as he barely gets the, past the line of scrimmage, it'll be a gain of about a yard, but on third and seven, nowhere near enough for the first down, and let's see what James Lusby wants to do, looks like he's sending the punting unit out. and counting, and the Algonac defense forces a three and out. Long conversation in the huddle. They had the personnel shift as if it was a punt. No one back for Algonac. Is a punting formation. A couple muskrats head back. Motion from left to right for Almont. Snap. And they will punch it away. A flag comes out, likely on Almont. Ball bounces at the 25, takes a heck of a Raider bounce to near the 10-yard line. We'll call it the 11, but my guess is that handkerchief on the far side of the field going to be against Almont for illegal motion, and I believe Nick Matska would make him re-kick it. Don't think he'd want the ball in the shadow of his own goalposts. Let's see the conversation. Coming to the near sideline, and it will go against Almont, and Coach Maska says, yes, make them re-kick. I don't blame them. That ball took a heck of a Raider hop. They have had to go darn near 90 yards to push it in the end zone. So they'll move the ball back to about the 42, it'll be fourth and 11, and have to assume that Almont punted again. Sean O'Neill, the punter, he's back. Just got in from a soccer game. He was racing to get here. Man in motion again, left to right. Snap, O'Neill gets it off with the right foot. They will let it bounce. Goes over Miles My- Marcangelo's head. Rolls inside the Algonac 20. And it goes out, we'll call it, the Algonac 14-yard line. 7.20 to go in the first quarter. Each defense has a three and out on their resume. See what the Muskrat offense can do second time out on the field. Nice crowd out here at the Swamp. And it's been a while since they've got to enjoy a varsity game here at Algonac. Give a lot of credit to N- Matzka and his staff Getting this program back up and healthy numbers on that sideline. First and ten for Algonac from their own 14-yard line. Sadler in the pistol. Clemens, the man behind him. Man in motion, left to right. Snap, handoff, no. Keeper, Sadler goes inside the right tackle, and he got to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a step further will give Sadler a gain of a yard and a half. Call it second and a long eight from their own 16-yard line. Both defenses standing strong here on a Wednesday. Again, quick turnaround. Don't get as much scout team time in practice. Don't get as much time to prep. I guess the good news is for Algonac, Almont's done the same stuff for about two decades now. Second and eight from the 16-yard line of Algonac. Out of the pistol, twins either side. Man in motion left or right. Snap. Sadler looking fade near side. Wants Hilton in and he gets twisted up. Ball will fall out of bounds. Third and eight upcoming for Algonac. 6.24 to go in the opening stanza. Still scoreless. Both sides looking for their first first down of the game. Third and eight. Algonac from their own 16 yard line they need to get to about the 24. Sadler in the pistol snap hands it on the jet Brady Van Vanatta working outside the right tackle cuts up gets some yards but nowhere near enough for the first down called a gain of about five brings up fourth and three and it looks like the punting unit coming out again third time we'll see a punt in the first quarter still yet to see a first down. Back to return for Almont, standing near their own 40. Looks like it is Luke Winkler and Michael Bajlowski as the snap, the punt to the near sideline, bounces near midfield, gets just into Almont territory, and that's where the Raiders will take over. First and 10, Almont on their own 47-yard line. 5.46 to go in the first quarter. Both defenses playing really well. Two run-heavy teams, and, well, the front seven for both defenses to be commended here early on. See what adjustments Almont comes out with as Chase Davidowski works into the huddle. Long shadows here at the Swamp. The Suns just over the tree line behind the visiting stands. About a quarter of the field in the shade. First and 10 from their own 47, Almont. And Davidowski under center, snap, hands off, up the middle, breaking off of one tackler, but not going much farther. Jacob Stewart, he broke a tackle, and then it was hard to see, but an arm reached out from that Algonac defensive line and grabbed the jersey of Stewart and pulled him back. What looked like to be a big gain only ends up being a gain of two, second and eight from the Almont 49-yard line. A little bit of size on that Algonac line, especially on the the left-end position. Almont trying to force the misdirection. Second and eight from their own 49-yard line. Davidowski under center, three backs behind him. Snap, handoff, right side, no play action. Davidowski gets hit in the backfield. He goes down back at the 40-yard line, racing off the edge for Algonac. Blake Courier came untouched. It will be a loss of nine, and it's third and a mile for Almont. Calling up the blitz at exactly the right time. And Algonac trying to get the ball back. Still looking for our first first down of the game. Four and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Still scoreless between Algonac and Almont. Put the ball on the 41 of Almont. Yard to gain is the 43 of Algonac. Tight formation. D- Davidowski under center. Hands off near side. Working to the outside. He has room. Batani to the 45-50. First down more to the 40. And he gets knocked out of bounds at the Algonac 35-yard line. Almont going back to their bread and butter to the returner, Chase Batani. Gets 20-plus on third and 17. Moves the chains and the first play in enemy territory for Almont. It'll be first and 10 from the Algonac 36-yard line. Davidowski. Works under center, same formation. Tight end either side, three backs behind. Algonac showing blitz, handoff, far side. That's Winkler, cuts up. He has a hole inside to the 20, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Almont. And that's how quickly the Raiders can hit you. They had it third and 17, and back-to-back running plays go 59 yards combined as Luke Winkler tops off the drive with a touchdown, 6-0, Almont. Winkler went to the far side, found a seam, and well, it was a foot race, and no one was catching him. On for the kick, Sean O'Neill, snap, hold, kick is up, line drive through, and with 4:02 to go in the first quarter, Almont strikes first, seven nothing on top of Algonac. We'll take a break. Come back in a moment. Algonac getting the ball back down seven. You're listening to Get Stuck On Sports.com.
3: experienced, and trustworthy.
5: Are you ready for some football? Yeah!
3: Get
1: Stuck on Sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton. 7-0 Almond in the first quarter.
6: O'Neill kicks it deep, caught at the 5-yard line, working to the near side, up the sideline to the 20-25. Brady Venata takes it, and he's tackled. Around the 25, see what side of that yard line they put him on. Luke Winkler, 36 yard touchdown run, gave Almont the lead. Alganak looking to answer offensively. 3.57 showing in the opening quarter. 7 0 Almont. First and 10 from their own 25. Sadler under center. Man behind him, Clemens. Puts a guy in motion, far side to near Vanetta, snap, handoff up the middle, and Clemens gets a couple, but no more. Call it a gain of two, second, and eight from about the 27-yard line. Algonac trying to get the eyes of the Almont defense looking other directions. Raider defense standing strong, being disciplined. Second and eight from their own 27-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol. Clemens, the lone man behind him. Snap, handoff. Clemens up the middle. He goes into the teeth of the Almont defense. He doesn't go anywhere. No gain. There's a flag on the far side. I believe it's illegal formation on Algonac. The far official saying it will be declined. So it brings up third and, well, we'll say he got half a yard, third and seven for Algonac. 3.15 to go in the first quarter. 7-0 Almont. Algonac looking for a first down. From their own 28-yard line, they need to get to the 35. Saddler out of the pistol. Twins either side. Man in motion. Left to right. Handing off on the jet to Clemens. Cuts up on the near sideline. Gets near the first down marker, but it looks like he'll be about a hair short. Needed to get to the 35. Clemens is marked down at about the 33 and a half. Call it fourth and a yard and a half to go, and it looks like the offense staying out there for Algonac. Ball's on their own 34-yard line. The Muskrat offense marches to the line. Twins left, twins right. Sadler out of the pistol. Clemens behind him. Leans in. Hard count. There was movement on the defensive line for Almont. No flag. Sadler, another hard count. Doesn't look like he'll get the jump he's looking for, and Nick Matsko will burn the timeout. So fourth and about a yard and a half. See if Nick Matsko wants to stay with the offense. Would be a risky play early. But Al- Algonac trying to find some offensive mojo. 2.09 left to go in the first quarter. 7 0. Almont on top of Algonac. It was a 36 yard Luke Winkler run that was set up by a 20 some odd yard run from Chase Batani on third and 17. Algonac's defense has shown some positive signs here in the first quarter, but it was back-to-back big plays, and well, that's why Almont's so dangerous. They can hit you just like that. Call it fourth and a yard and a half. Almont's defense on the field. Looks like the Muskrat offense heading back out as well. No, Sadler goes back to punt. Almont staying in their normal defense. One man, that's Luke Winkler, going back to receive the punt back at his own 30. Sadler, snap, rugby-style punt, kicks it on a line, and that goes out of bounds near the Almont 40, but there's a flag on the far side. It'll be a legal procedure against Algonac. Will Almont make the Muskrats re-kick? The official on the near sideline saying the ball went out of bounds almost exactly at the 40, and that's where Almont will take over. 2.06 to go, opening frame. Almont 7, Algonac nothing. See what the Raider offense comes out in this time. They've had pretty good field position to start all three drives. From the near hash. Chase Davidowski comes out under center. Men behind him looks like Batani along with Stewart. Third back on the near side as well. First and 10 from the 40. Handoff. Near side Batani works off of one man, but he's tripped up at the 35, excuse me, the 45-yard line gain of five. Second and five upcoming for Almont. Tell you, it is tough to tell who's got the ball for Almont. You have to be so disciplined. If you're on that Algonac defense. Saw last drive what happens if you find one guy just a step out of sorts. Almont taking their time in the huddle. Looking to score on back-to-back drives. Take a two-score lead here in the first half. Second and five from their own 45-yard line. Winkler along with Stewart and Batani in the backfield. They will shift out. Only man in the backfield now, Winkler. In motion, hands off Jeff Sweep. Cutting upside Winkler, he gets hit at the line of scrimmage. He's able to move forward for about a gain of a yard. It'll bring up third and four, but the Algonac defense forcing another third down. Third and four from the 46-yard line of Almont. A lot of smoke and mirrors with both offenses. We've passed the minute mark to go in the first quarter. 7 nothing. Almont on top of Algonac. I'm going to act trying to get the ball right back. Davidowski and crew to the line. Man in the backfield, looks like Stewart, two wings either side, third and four from their own 46, snap, handoff up the middle, Stewart following the blocker, bounce to the outside, midfield, 45-40, cuts inside to the 35 near the 30, and it's a big gain on third and four, well into Algonac territory, they'll mark him out at the 28-yard line, first and 10, Almont, very patient run from Stewart. He was following his blocker, waiting, waiting, saw the hole bounce to the outside and put on the afterburners. It was Evan Sadler that had to make the touchdown saving tackle. And Almont will take it to the sideline and end the first quarter. After twelve minutes of play, Almont Selvin, Alganac, nothing but the Raiders driving, looking to add on to their lead. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to High School Football and get stuck on sports.com.
1: There's no way you can score without an assist from GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports
5: Are you ready for some football? Yeah!
1: Get stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Start of the second quarter, 7-0 Almont. First and 10, Almont on the Alganac 29. Three men in the backfield, snap. Davidowski, hands left. Batani trying to work left side, nowhere to go. He doesn't even make it back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be a loss of a yard. Second and 11, Almont from the 30-yard line of Alganac. Again, only one touchdown scored in that first quarter. It was Luke Winkler for Almont, where we stand at 7 to nothing. Second and 11 from the 30-yard line of Algonac. Davidowski under center, man in motion, left to right, play action. Davidowski in the pocket, steps up, left side, has a man, it's caught at the five and into the end zone. Eric Haddon found his way open on the corner route, and it's six for Almont. Excuse me, that might have been Cole Walton. Hard to tell on that far sideline. Couldn't tell if it was 12 or 13. Either way, 13 up on the board for Almont. Play action on second and long results in the second touchdown of the day for Almont. O'Neill on to kick, boots it up, slips it inside the left upright. 11-13 to go in the second quarter. 14-0, Almont. Be back. algonac getting the ball back in a moment. You're listening to GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
7: Mama Vicky's Coney Island has been a staple of the Blue Water area for the past century. If you want breakfast or some delicious Coney dogs, Mama Vicki's Coney Island is the place to go. Mama Vicky's offers two convenient locations in downtown Port Huron and in Port Gratiot. Mama Vicki's North is open 7am to 4pm, 6 days a week. Their downtown location is open Monday through Saturday, 11am to 7pm. Whether it's for a big game or you just want an affordable meal for the whole family, it's Mama Vicky's Coney Island, since 1923.
3: 44. DuraClean by Bachelor.
6: 14-0, Th- Almont. O'Neill kicks it deep to the far side, bringing it up for Alganac. Brady Venata, he cuts up to the 20-25, and that's where he's upended. believe they'll give him the 26-yard line. 11-09 to go in the first half. Almont 14, Algonac nothing muskrat offense trying to find a groove have yet to cross midfield yet to record a first down muskrats come to the line first and 10 from their own 26 yard line sadler out of the gun or excuse me out of the pistol twins either side one man behind him sadler man in motion that's venata snap up the middle clemens he stood up after about a gain a three about to the 29 yard line call it second and seven for algonac did get clarification that was 13 cole walton on the touchdown reception for almont there has been one running one passing touchdown Both have been explosive plays for Almont. Second and seven, ball just outside the 29 for Algonac. Sadler works out of the pistol. Clemens behind him, twins either side. Sadler puts a man in motion, left to right, snap, fakes it, dropping. Sadler steps into the throw over the middle, and it's knocked away. Had the man on the post, Cody Cleveland, but the defense came from Matthew Bachalski. and it brings up third and seven for Algonac on their own 29-yard line. 10-18 to go in the half, 14-0 Almont. Algonac just needs to get a first down. If nothing else, keep the defense off the field for a little bit. Give them a second to catch their breath. Third and called a long seven. Sadler out of the pistol. Twins either side. He needs about seven and a half yards. Sadler snap, dropping back. He has time. Looking over the middle, and he overthrows the intended target. Wanted Brady Venata. Falls incomplete, brings up fourth down, and once again, the punt unit coming out for Algonac. Algonac trying to air it out a little bit. Sadler back to punt. Winkler, along with Bachalski, back to return. Sadler's been doing that rugby-style punt. From his own 29-yard line, flags go up in the air as the snap and the punt caught at the 45, moving up to the 50. Winkler, far side to the 44 of Algonac, he's tripped up, but an illegal motion penalty on Algonac. If Almont wants it, they can take the ball inside Algonac territory, or they can force the Rats to kick it again. Looks like Almont will send their offense onto the field, Ten oh seven. To go in quarter number two. Almont 14, Algonac 0. First and 10, Almont on the Algonac 43-yard line. Almont has scored on their previous two drives. Once on the ground, once through the air. See what formation Almont shows. They're heavy set, three men in the backfield. Batani, Winkler, snap, play, action. David Doudowski throws to Batani on the near side, caught at the 35-30, down the sidelines. No one's catching it, Excuse me. and Batani takes it to the house. One play drive, 43 yards. Dave did not have a lot of time to get that play off. He saw Batani was so wide open, it was a flick of the wrist. And then Batani... Did the rest of the work. Second passing touchdown for Davdowski in the half. 20 to nothing, Almont. Sean O'Neill on for his third extra point of the half. Cole Walton, the holder. Snap, hold, kick. All executed to perfection. And with 9.58 to go in the second quarter, Almont has opened up a 21 nothing lead. Algonac, looking for something on offense when we come back. You're listening to High School Football and get stuck on GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
3: Mirror Image Detailing is located at 4350 24th Avenue in Fort Gratiot, the area's leading detail center with over 20 years' experience. They offer free pickup and delivery locally. If it's dirty, they clean it. If it's stained, they remove it. Mirror Image Detailing—the name speaks for itself. Call 810-662-3616. That's 810-662-3616. Open seven to six weekdays and eight to four on weekends.
5: Are you ready for some football? Yeah!
1: Get stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: 21 0, Almond on top. 10 minutes to go in the half. O'Neill kicks it off deep to the far side. Venata, he gets brought down before he can reach the 20. And Almont clicking on all cylinders right now. 21-0, Almont. is Algonac offense looking for some sort of momentum. With the ball on the 19-yard line, first and 10, Algonac. And they are looking for some sort of life. Sadler out of the pistol. Looks like Courier maybe behind him. Man in motion left to right. Snap. Handoff. Clemens on the jet. He cuts up. Makes one man miss. Gets past the line of scrimmage, but not much further than that. He crossed the 20 and got stood up at the 21. Gain of two for David Clemens. Brings up second and eight for Alganac. Second and eight is Algonac takes their time working to the line. Courier, the man behind Sadler out of the pistol. Twins either side. Man in motion left to right Hilton and snap keeper near side. Sadler cuts up 20, 25, 30, and he gets near the first down marker. Wait for the officials to give the signal. They do. First and ten, Algonac. First, first down of the game. Algonac, they can get the ball in the end zone, try to take it into half a two-score game, make the adjustments you need. Almont, on the other hand, is just, well, they need to put the, the pedal to the metal and try and end this thing. First and 10 from their own 32-yard line. Trips to the right for Sadler. Courier in the backfield. Sadler, snap, hands off. Courier up the middle to the 35, falls forward to the 37. Gain of five, second and five coming up for Algonac. A little more succ- sustained success for Algonac. Eight, 18 to go in the first half and counting. Almont 21, Algonac nothing. They put together a couple decent plays in a row, seeing if they can move the ball against this stingy Almont defense. Second and five. Sadler man in motion. Snap. Fakes it. Sadler taking it up the middle. Bounces off of one man on the line of scrimmage. Tries to work to the outside. Wasn't any room. Brought down. So put it at no gain. Third and five for Algonac. Ball on their own 37-yard line. They need to get just past the 42. Number 42, Evan Sadler commands the huddle. Algonac works with a decent pace. Muskrats to the line. One man split out far to the right, another joins him. Clemens, the man in the backfield, behind Sadler, third and five. Snap, rolling out right. Sadler, he gets hit as he throws, and that ball is in no man's land. Sadler had to make a jumping throw just to get the ball off. That'll bring up fourth down. And Algonac moved it a little more on that drive, but looks like Almont getting the ball back once again. 7.02 to go in the second quarter. 21-0, Almont, they're about to get the ball back. Macholsky and Winkler back to return. Punt, line drive, bounces the 40, it's bobbled at the 30. Picked up by Winkler to the far side, 35, cutting out to the 40. Turns up to the 45, midfield, and he's still in bounds. Finally forced out into Algonac territory at about the 48-yard line. First and ten, Almont. And their offense has been rolling downhill. Algonac's defense early on showed a little bit of life. Since then, Almont's figured it out. They actually moved the ball back a couple yards to midfield. So first and ten from the midfield stripe for Almont. Gavdowski under center. Three men behind him, they shift. Lone man to his left, looks to be Jacob Stewart. Out of the shotgun, Dave Dowski throws left side, caught at the 46 of Algonac, wrestled down after a gain of about four. Looked like that was Jacob Fuller, second and six, Algonac, excuse me, Almont from the Algonac 46. Almont has shown they can spread it out. They trust Dave Dowsky to throw the ball. Long huddle back in their own territory. Still got plenty of time on the play clock to the line of scrimmage. Second and six, Almont from the opposing 46-yard line. They line up under center, shift again out of the shotgun. Dave Dowsky twins either side, back to the left, snap, Play action or not sure what that was. Draw. Dave Dowski to the left side to the 45, and he scampers out of bounds. Broken play, but it's a positive play for Elmont. It'll be third down, but it's third and manageable. They say he went out of bounds just past the 44-yard line, so call it third and a long three for Elmont. 5.56, clock frozen there We're in the second quarter, 21-0 Almont. Raiders to the line. Looking for a third down conversion. Third and three from the 43 of Algonac. Under center, Dave Dowski. Lone man in the backfield is Stewart. Snap, play action. Dave Dowski steps into the throw, gets hit, and it's caught at the 25-20, 15-10. Finally wrangled out of bounds inside the 10-yard line for Almont. Looks like it was number 13 Cole Walton once again. Dave Dowski paid for it, but he stepped up into the throw, put it where he needed it. First and goal, Almont from the Muskrat 5. The blitz came, nearly got home. Almont knocking on the door once again. Chase Dave Dowski into the huddle, looking for their fourth straight drive to end in the end zone. First and goal from the five. Dave Dowski under center. Three men behind him, snap, handoff Batani, bouncing off to the left side, he'll scamper inside the pylon, touchdown, Almont, Chase Batani, his second of the game, 27-0, Almont. 5.44 to go in the half, 27-0, Almont. On to kick the fourth extra point, Sean O'Neill. Snap, hold, kick is up, kick is good, and that'll make it twenty-eight, nothing. Almond on top of Algonac, still just under halfway to go here in the second quarter. Step aside for a moment. You're listening to Get Stuck On Sports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
2: Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred.
5: Are you ready for some football? Yeah! Get
1: stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: 540 to go in the half. 28-0. Almont O'Neill kicks it off deep. Venata takes it down the far hash marks. Cuts up, but he's knocked down right near the 20-yard line. In fact, I think they'll place it exactly at the 20. Almont on top of Algonac. By the way, Raiders get the ball to start the second half. Sun has just set behind the tree line in front of us here at the Swamp. Algonac looking for some sort of offensive momentum. See, they have, trying to figure out the personnel. Long huddle. They will go to the line. Sadler at quarterback. Man behind him in the pistol, David Clemens. Sadler, twins either side. First and 10 from his own 20. Snap, Sadler hands it off on the reverse and getting hit in the backfield. Loss of a couple. Big man Reed Hilton and tried to get it to him on a delayed reverse and Almont snuffed it out from the get. Loss of two, second and 12 from the 18-yard line. Algonax tried just about everything. They've tried keeping it simple, running up the middle. They've tried some tricks. They've tried throwing it. This Almont defense has been extremely stingy. Second and 12 from their own 18-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol snap. Hands it off on the jet Venata, trying to find room, and he gets knocked back again. Loss of about three. Back to the 15-yard line. It'll be third and 15. And this Almont defense is swarming right now. 4-38 and counting to go in the first half. 28-0 Almont. Sadler comes to the huddle. Work to the line. Third and 15 for Algonac. Have to imagine you'll see a pass here. Looks like man coverage on the outside for Algonac. Man in motion, Vanata. Snap play action. Sadler throws post route, and it's knocked away. Nearly intercepted by Luke Winkler. And it's another three and out for Algonac. Tell me if you heard this before. The punt unit coming out for the Muskrats. Ball back on their own 15. And Almont right now like a freight train. Same two men deep. Pacholsky, Winkler, Sadler the man back to punt. Takes the snap at his own five, rugby-style kick. Hits off the side of his foot, goes way out of bounds, lands near the track. That couldn't have been more than about a 10-yard punt. See where they spotted. I believe it went out of bounds at the 26-yard line. And that's where they'll spot it first and 10. Almont from the Algonac 26-yard line. 4.08 to go in the first half. 28, nothing. Almont trying to add on to that lead. After the first couple of drives, Almont's gotten whatever they've wanted offensively. Dave Dowski under center. Man behind him, Stewart. Snap, first and 10 from the the 26. Up the middle, Stewart makes a man miss. Working to the second level, gets by a defender, the 15, the 10, and he's finally dragged down at about the 5-yard line. Few extracurriculars, no flags come out. And first and goal, Almont. Ball in the middle of the field. Almont knocking on the door once again. Dowski. Takes it to the huddle. See if Almont keeps it on the ground. or Well, they've shown they can throw it around. So we get a timeout called. 3.33 left to go in the half. Algonac burns their first time out. 28 nothing, Almont. Well, there's not a whole lot else going on around the area or around the state. It's, uh, well, for being a Wednesday, not a lot of games to report on. One other game in the Blue Water area, Deckerville hosting Pack in eight-man action. Deckerville up 34-6 to that game about midway through the second quarter. As Deckerville has, well, they played pretty well in week one, and they're continuing it on to week two. Algonac trying to keep Almont off the board on this drive. Almont, their field position has improved, and that muskrat defense has worn down. Been a cool night here in the Swamp. Temperatures have not really gotten... Above 70. In fact, they've been mid to low sixties all night. All day, really. Out of the timeout. First and goal Almont from the five-yard line. Stewart along with Batani in the backfield. Wing to either side of Dave Dowski. First and five first and goal from the five. Man in motion, snap, handoff, no play action. Dave Dowski off his back foot, finds a wide open man in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Almont. Nolan Maxlow was the man that slipped out, and, well, all Dave Dowski needed to do was make sure he got the ball to him. He did, 34-0, Almont. Coming out once again for the kick, Sean O'Neal. Walton the holder. And we'll get a flag. I think we had someone flinch on the line for Almont. So that'll push it back five yards. The way Sean oneill has been kicking them, distance shouldn't really be too much of an issue. So instead of about a 22-yard kick, make it about a 27-yard kick. Snap, hold, kick is up. Plenty of leg on it, and he keeps it inside the upright. 3.28 left to go in the half. It's 35-0. Elmont, you're listening to GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
3: and request a quote. Zimmer Roofing
1: and Construction. Experienced and...
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: Get Stuck on Sports.com Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Back here and get stuck on GetStuckOnSports.com. 35 0, 3.28 left to go in the half. O'Neill runs up, pooches it to the 25. It bounces out of bounds, and Algonac will get it first and 10 at their own 35 yard line. Trying to find some sort of momentum going into the locker room. Something to build off of at halftime. I'll tell you what, this Almont team, through nearly the first six quarters of the season has been very impressive. Yet to allow a point. Algonac trying to figure something out. And again, it hasn't been from a lack of creativity or a lack of trying. They've tried to throw it. They've tried to run inside, run outside, run in reverse, find something to work with. This Almont defense... Tell they have some good instincts on them, they get a good push up front. See the big man, Liam Szymanski, he causes a problem at the three-tech. First and ten from their own 35-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol. Snap, pitch, near side. Venata gets hit in the backfield. He's dragged down. He kept his feet moving to get about a foot gain. He was initially hit by Aiden Oliphant. And... And it'll be 2nd and 10, just a very slightly shorter 10. Ball in the near hash, Alganac working right to left. You're on a Wednesday night in the Swamp. First of two BWAC games I'll have this year, or this week I should say. BWAC's going to be a fun league, and the Raiders play like this, they're going to make a case to contend for it. Second and 10 from their own 35-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol, one man behind him. Man in motion, right to left, play action. Sadler rolls, throws off his back foot. The ball's tipped and eventually falls to the grass. The intended receiver, number 21, David Clemens, brings up third and 10. 2.32 to go in the second quarter. It's been all Almont since about the third drive of the game. Both teams traded three and outs to start. And Algonac actually had Almont on their second series at third and 17, but just a outside zone run or a counter, I should say, got about 20 yards on third and 17. The next play went to the house and the Algonac defense has not been able to recover. Third and 10 from their own 35. Sadler, pistol twins near side. Puts a man in motion right to left. Fakes the handoff. Ball's loose, and it looks like a white jersey fell on it. And the officials saying, yes, they did. Almont, with the fumble recovery, believe that was number 42, Aiden Furquan, that jumped on it. And with 2.28 to go in the half, Almont getting the ball back in enemy territory. First in 10 Raiders at the 35-yard line. again yeah, Elmont's field position been better and better seemingly each drive and a lot of that credit has to go to that Elmont defense he's given up just one first down here in the half didowski out of the gun man to his left Jacob Stewart and no we'll get a timeout by James Lusby and Elmont Two twenty-eight to go in the first half. Thirty-five nothing Almont. Mind you that we will have a few more games for you this week here on getstuckonsports.com. Tomorrow night I will be at Memorial Stadium in Port Huron as the Red Hawks welcome in East Point. As PH tries to bounce back after a week one loss at the hands of Anchor Bay. Dennis Stuckey with BWAC action. He is up in Croswell as the Pioneers welcome in Richmond. Both teams 1-0. That's been a series dominated by Croslex the last few years. Blue Devils hoping to flip the script. And then Friday. Even more BWAC football for you. We are I I am out in Yale Park as the Bulldogs welcome in Armada for a pretty significant Week Two matchup between Yale and Armada. Back here at Algonac, 2:28 to go in the first half. Almont 35. Algonac zero, first and ten from the 35-yard line of Algonac. Dudowski, snap, fakes the jet to Batani, throws to Batani in the flat, up to the 30, runs over to defender, knocked down at about the 32-yard line, called a gain of eight for Batani, second and two upcoming for Almont. And they're finding ways to get number 32 involved. Not just simply handing it to him out of the backfield. He's moving around. They're throwing to him. They're handing it off to him. Getting their playmaker in space. Batani lined out, split out to the right. Twins either side of Dave Dowski. Stewart, the man, to his left. Second and three from the 28-yard line. Straight drop. Dave Dowski throws over the middle behind the intended receiver. Looked like that was Batani again the intended receiver. Third and three for Almont on the 28-yard line of Algonac. Buck 44 to go in the opening half. 35-0 Almont. Dabdowski under center. Three men lined up behind him. Third and three from the 28 snap. handoff. off Batani left side. He's swallowed up by a sea of blue. Tried to bounce it to the outside, but there were about four different muskrats that stood him up and brought him down. Called a loss of three, fourth and six from the 31-yard line and kind of caught in no man's land. Unless they want to try about a 48-yard field goal with Sean O'Neill. looks like the offense will stay on the field. I would not be shocked if Almont tried to run it on fourth and six, but the way Dave has been throwing it, I think he'd do all right in that situation. 60 seconds left to go in the half. Fourth and six, Almont from the Algonac 31. Dave hard count, and it looked like that muskrat line jumped. I do not believe they were drawn off, waiting for the official signal. And indeed, it will be offside on Algonac. Trying to get that extra half-second jump, and it'll make it, I believe, fourth and about a yard. They need to get to the 25, and it's, yeah, fourth and maybe two lengths of a football. Elmont offense staying on the field. Fourth and Short. Dabdowski under center, Stewart the deep man, wing to either side, nobody split out wide. Snap and a handoff up the middle, working through some defenders, don't know if Almont got it. It was Walton, uh, excuse me, Winkler on the carry, it was near the line of scrimmage, I don't believe he found the line to gain. And they are going to say Algonac football. On fourth and short, they tried two fakes on the counter to Luke Winkler. He gets stood up, and Algonac gets a defensive stop with 45 seconds left to go in the half. 35-0 Almont. See if Algonac's going to try to force the issue or lick its wounds, go to the half, and try to figure out what they need to do. Tell you what, the way this Almont defense has been playing, they haven't even forced a turnover. Excuse me, they forced one, the fumble, but it's been mostly three and outs. First and ten from their own 26-yard line. Sadler out of the gun, out of the pistol, snap, rolls right, looks. He gets hit as he throws, and that is knocked away. It was thrown into an area. There's about two blue jerseys, two white. And Sadler, trying to make something happen, might have been lucky that one fell to the ground harmlessly. Second and 10 from their own 26 for Algonac. 40 seconds to go in the half. Both sides with a pair of timeouts. Sadler works to the line. Two men split out to the near side. Hilton in along with Dennis. Snap, pitch, near side, Veneta trying to work up. He stood up. Eric Haddon came in, made the play for a loss of about a yard. Brings up third and 11. Neither side uses a timeout. Algonac can take it to the locker room. And Nick Matska does not look like he's in a hurry to call a play. And they will let the clock run out and go into the locker room. It was all Almont for almost the entire first 24 minutes of play. At the half, Almont 35, Alganac nothing. When we come back, we will recap the first half and more. You're listening to High School Football and Get Stuck on Sports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
11: Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs.
0: DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse, open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse.
1: See you on the field, superstar. You've got it on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
6: Back here on the Get Stuck on Sports halftime show Almont 35, Alganac nothing, and it has been all Raiders for most of the half. I will say it started off both defenses forced to three and out. Alganac got it, three and out, punted away. Almont. Went three and out. Alganak had to punt right back, and it looked like the Muskrats were going to force a second straight three and out. But on a third and 17, Al- Almont, hey, the bread and butter, ran it off left tackle, gain of about 25, moved the chains for a first down. Next play was a long touchdown for, excuse me, for Luke Winkler, 36 yards, and made it seven nothing. That's where we were. At the end of the first quarter, then the second quarter happened, and Almont really poured it on. Just fit, or excuse me, forty-seven seconds into the quarter, it was a Divdowski to Walton for six. Points. It was about a 25-yard connection. 14-0 Elmont. They'd get another stop, get the ball back. First play, Dave found Chase Batani on the play action pass. Would take it down the near sideline. 21-0 Elmont started to roll, and just a few minutes later, Batani would score from five yards out. 28-0, and after a fumble, Elmont would be able to punch it in one more time in order to make it 35 to nothing it has been all almont they have shown why they're one of the premier programs in the bwack year in and year out they have been very solid tonight defense through the first six quarters of the season yet to allow a point take another break when we come back we'll have more for you and get stuck on sports halftime show <coughs>
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to get stuck on Your kids, your
3: schools, your sports.
6: Marysville. freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever their high efficiency front and top load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time stop in today a quarter mile south of mclaren hospital on pine grove miller maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics
3: ted's coney island is a great place to get a great meal at a great price dine in carry out or drive through ted's is family friendly with menu options for everyone and they support local high school sports programs Ted's Coney Island has three convenient locations to serve you, at the north end of Port Huron near Kroger, at the south end of Port Huron on 24th Street, just north of Port Huron High, and in Richmond on M19 in Gratiot. Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great
1: price.
5: Are you ready for some football? Getstuckonsports.com. Yeah!
1: Get Stuck on Sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Back here on the Get Stuck on Sports halftime show, 35 to nothing. Almont on top of Algonac. Everything's been clicking on all cylinders, including their offense, 246 yards of offense for Almont. And, well, it's been kind of whatever they've wanted through the air on the ground, a little bit of everything for out Al- for Almont. Defensively, they've been just as solid. They have held Algonac to 37 yards of offense and just one lone first down. Again, Al- Almont picked it up where they left off from last week with Marysville. Never really threatened to give up points in that game. And, well, Algonac hasn't crossed midfield here. So, Almont, the the new guys in, they have hit the ground running, and they look like they're going to be a team that you're going to have to contend with all season long. Still have more for you on the Get Stuck on Sports Halftime show. Take another break. Come back, tell you what other games we have this week Uh, Here on GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: Every grandma knows. GetStuckOnSports.com is where the grandkids play. To
5: hear
7: you say that makes me love you, baby.
1: Making lots of memories. It's your kids, it's your schools, it's your sports.
7: Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you.
2: No matter where you are in life, here's a question to consider. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you navigate where you want to go? An Ameriprise advisor will take the time to truly understand what's important to you and help you prepare for whatever life brings, both the expected and the unexpected, by providing personalized advice based on your goals and needs and regular reviews along with digital tools to help you stay on track. With an Ameriprise advisor, you can feel more confident, connected, and in control of your financial life. Call Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-537. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Not FIDC or NCUA insured. No financial institution guarantee may lose value. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC.
7: Marine City Nursery is a wholesale retail garden center and gift shop that has been family owned and operated for over 90 years. Located at 5304 Marine City Highway in China Township, Marine City Nursery handles a wide variety of evergreens, deciduous trees, shrubs, and perennials.
3: Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
12: See you on the field, superstar.
1: You've got it on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on
6: the Get Stuck on Sports Halftime Show. It's a 35-0 lead for Almont at the break. Have a fun slate of games this weekend in the Bluewater area. One game going on right now up in Deckerville. Last we saw, 40-6 Deckerville on top of K-pack in eight-man action. Alright, let's start in the B because as I've mentioned before, we'll have two other B games and get stuck on sports this week. Tomorrow, Dennis will be up in Croswell for Richmond Croslex. It's a 6:30 pregame with a 7 p.m. kickoff. And then Friday, I will have Yale Armada. Same thing. 6:30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. One other interesting BWAC game, MLA City coming off a big win in week one, looking to keep the momentum going. North Branch, only BWAC team to lose in week one, a 21-6 loss to Forest Hills Eastern, trying to bounce back against the Spartans at home. That's one I want to keep an eye on. Some Mac games going on around the area. Port on High brings in East Point. I'll have the call on that one tomorrow, 7 o'clock kickoff. Port here on Northern, off a loss to Gross Point South, travels down to Warren Fitzgerald. Marysville goes to Hazel Park. St. Clair travels to Warren Lincoln. And Marine City, a team that has not lost back to back games in the same season since 2016, will host Clawson. Off a loss. Yeah, I don't think I want to be a Klaus and Trojan. That's going to be a tough one. And as always, if you want to hear us talk about all the games around the area, Get Stuck on Sports podcast, me and Dennis Stuckey talk about all the games going on. In fact, if you want to hear us preview the entire week, you can go check out the Get Stuck on Sports podcast, Apple, Spotify, or just go to GetStuckOnSports.com. It'll give you all the links to everything you need right now. There. 35 to nothing. Almont leading Algonac, and we will start the second half in running time. So if, and Almont gets the ball first, so could be a quick second half. We'll step aside for our final break when we come back. Second half action here and get stuck on sports.com.
1: There's no way you can score without an assist from GetStuckOnSports.com. <laughs> Your kids, your schools, your sports.
7: Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 AM for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810 810- 810 Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine alfredo they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin.
12: Hi, I'm David Boganum, the proud owner of St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. So come say hello at the corner of Kearney and Fredmore Highway. No appointments needed when you come see your neighbors at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep
9: on Port Huron
6: Schools. Port Huron Prowlers are gearing up for another season at McMoran Arena. Get your season tickets today at phprowlers.com. You won't want to miss a moment of the high-flying hockey action. Once you have your tickets, make sure to stop over at their new online store for all of your merchandise needs. The Prowlers open their season at home on Friday, October 20th against the Motor City Rockers. Make sure to fill up McMoran Arena and get ready for another year of Prowler Hockey.
2: If you need Blue Water area scores, standings, schedules, and more, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Not able to listen to the game live? GetStuckOnSports.com archives all their broadcasts so you can listen at any time. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Back here on, Get Stuck on sports.com. 35 nothing, Almont in control of this one at the half. And, well, it was the five consecutive drives that Almont scored on. It was the first and the seventh drive of the half. The last one for Almont that Alganac got a stop on. I think Alganac has something to work with defensively. Just seems like, one, to have some guys playing both ways, and two, Defense was out there a lot that they were running out of steam. Sun has just about completely set here at Algonac High School. Lights have been on since the JV game before us. But it's nice to have football back here in the swamp, although I'm sure some of the Muskrat faithful are hoping it would go a different way. But this Almont team proven to be a tough foe early in the year. Algonac going to kick off right to left to Almont. And as soon as Almont gets it, that clock will start to run. Let's see who the Raiders send back on the kickoff return. Luke Winkler looks to be one of the deep men. Along with, I'm going to see that number. I believe that's Jacob Fuller on the far side at the 25-yard line. Ball teed up on the near hash. Well, Algonac's got nothing to lose. See if they try an onside or kick it deep. The run-up, it will be, well, supposed to be an onside, went about four yards. Almont will get it first and ten on the Algonac 44-yard line. Tried to pooch it, got uh, just a bit underneath that one. I have seen shorter kickoffs, but at least early in 2023, that's the contender for the shortest. Four-yard kickoff, and Almont takes over in Algonac territory. And the Almont offense comes out. Every coach handles it differently. I know, I guess, the standard way that it's usually happened is If you want to get the backups in, you're you're ahead. You give your starters one drive on both sides of the ball before you start rotating guys in. But Almont doesn't have too many guys to, to rotate in. About 30 kids in the program. So, well, a lot of them start both ways. First and 10 from the Algonac 44-yard line. Dabdowski snap, handoff right side and running over a defender at the 40 to about the 38-yard line. Jacob Fuller, boy, did he have a head of steam as he went off the right tackle. They'll give him the 37, called a gain of seven, second and three for Almont. Dave Dowski running the offense as usual. Breaks the huddle, works under center. Three men behind him. Looks like it's Fuller, Stewart, and Batani. Second and three from the 37-yard line. Snap, handoff, right side. Fuller breaks off one, tackle line of scrimmage to 30. Cuts up to the 25, to the 20, and he's knocked down inside the Algonac red zone. Gain of about 18 for Fuller. First and ten, Almont for the Algonac 19 yard line. Just a minute into the third quarter, and well, halftime did not slow down Almont at all. Chase Divdowski. Comes to the line of scrimmage. Fuller, Batani, Stewart, the trio behind Divdowski. First and 10 from the 19 of Algonac. Snap, handoff, left side. Batani breaks off a one-would-be tackler up the middle across the 15 to the 10. Chase Batani does not go down on first contact. They'll call it a gain of 10. First and goal, Almont. Batani ran into someone and bounced off it pretty hard, but that young man's got some nice balance. Stayed upright, kept moving forward. Got the first down. First and goal, Almont. First and goal from the nine on the right hash. Divdowski under center. Same three men behind him. Snap, hand off, left side. Batani breaks off of one would-be tackler. Gets through a second, but a third man finally comes in to clean it up. Looked like that was the big man from the interior line, Andrew Ferrara. Finished it up for Algonac, called a gain of three, second and goal from the six yard line for Almont. 9.27 to go in the third quarter. 35 0 Almont, and they're knocking on the door once again. Huddling in the middle of the field, Almont. They work to the line of scrimmage. Stewart, along with Batani and Fuller, behind Davdowski. first, Second and goal from the six. Snap, handoff to Batani, follows his blockers, and he's into the end zone again. Chase Batani, touchdown, 41-0, Almont. 32 is a pretty dangerous weapon for Almont, and he's proved that a few times here tonight. Caught some, caught a touchdown through the air. Got one on the ground. Forty-one, nothing. Almont is on to kick his sixth extra point of the game. Sean O'Neill. Snap, hold, kick. Kick is up, and he tucks it inside the left upright. And with eight fifty-six to go in the third quarter, forty-two, nothing. Almont. You're listening to GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
2: If you need Blue Water area scores, standings, schedules, and more, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Not able to listen to the game live? GetStuckOnSports.com archives all their broadcasts so you can listen at any time. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: See you on the field, superstar. You've got it on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
6: 42-0 Almont, 8.56 to go in the third quarter. Clock to stop on scores, timeouts, injuries, penalties, and running time. O'Neill runs up, kicks it end over end and deep. It bounces at the 15, scooping it up was Miles Marcangelo. He works to the near side, but he only gets about five yards before he's spun to the ground. First and 10, Algonac from their own 20-yard line. And the Algonac offense, again, under 50 yards in that first half, just one first down. But it was, again, not from a lack of trying. They were inside, outside run, pass, reverse. They weren't holding anything back. Just this Almont defense can make plays. First and 10 from their own 20-yard line out of the pistol. Sadler, man in motion, left to right. Snap, handoff up the middle and swallowed up immediately on the run for a loss of about a yard coming out of the bottom of the pile is Clemens. Clemens. David Clemens tried to work between the guards, and well, he was stood up instantaneously. Second and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Sadler. Works the huddle. Out of the pistol, twins either side. Second and 10 from his own 20-yard line. Clemens, the man behind him. Sadler puts a man in motion right to now. That's Hilton and snap. Play action, throws near side. Caught at the 20, looks like the 28-yard line and wrangled down number two, Brady Venata. Brings up a third and very manageable. First completion for Evan Sadler here tonight. to go in the third quarter. 42-0, Almont on top of Algonac. Two yards to go, Algonac looking for a first down. Twins either side of Sadler in the pistol. One man behind him, Venata, works in motion. And a hard count looks like it got the left side of that Almont defensive line to jump. It'll be a free first down for Algonac. Move it up to about the 33-yard line. First and 10, Algonac. Eight, one, four, seven, eight. Eight, eight, Ball on the near hash. Algonac working right to left here at home. <laughs> Evan Sadler out of the pistol. One man behind him. Two men split out either side. Sadler puts Venata in motion. Snap. Hand off. And no, he kept it himself. Didn't matter. Both the running back and the ball carrier Sadler get swallowed up at the line of scrimmage. Might be a slight loss, call it loss of about a foot. Second and a longer 10 for Algonac. And Evan Sadler coming in on short. Notice Cole Thaler hurt in the Vassar game. And, well, it's... About the worst time to get hurt. You never want your starter to go down. You especially don't want it to happen when you have about three days to get ready for the game. Second and 10 from their own 33-yard line. Algonac and Evan Sadler work out of the pistol. Venata in motion, left to right, snap, play, action, straight drop. But Sadler throws, and it's underthrown. He was hit right as he let go of it. On the pressure, it was a Almont... Man off the edge. I'm to see who that was. Maybe number 12, Eric Haddon. No, it's number 10. Don't have a 10 on the roster. Either way, heck of a play to force third and 10 on the incompletion. Five minutes to go in the third quarter. 42-0 Almont. Algonac, third and 10 from their own 33-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol. Snap. Option. Right side. Pitches it. Room to work for Clemens to the outside. 35-40. Cuts up, and he gets near the first down marker. I believe he got it. Needed a little over 10. Got about 11. First and 10 Algonac. Evan Sadler, well, he sacrificed himself. For that one. Took a big hit. Down to the Algonac 45-yard line. Algonac nearing midfield. First and 10 from their own 45-yard line. Twins either side. Sadler out of the pistol. One man behind him, Clemens. Fanata in motion left to right. Snap. Handoff up the middle. Clemens gets hit at the line of scrimmage. This time he falls forward for a short gain of about a yard. Second and nine coming up for the Muskrats. Again, with running time, this third quarter... Will move by quickly if you're thinking, boy, I, I I zoned out for a minute and five minutes went off the clock. Well, it's because it probably did. Again, it only stops injuries, penalties, change of possession, touchdowns. Second and nine from the 46-yard line of Algonac. Out of the pistol, Sadler. Banata in motion, snaps, fakes the jet, working near side. He gets hit five yards in the backfield. He goes down. Chase Batani had that tackle and roll, and there was nowhere for Sadler to go. Was not fooled by the fake on the jet, brings up a third and 15 back at the Algonquin 40-yard line. Under three minutes to go in the third quarter, 42-0. Almont on top of Algonac. Algonac facing a third and 15 from their own 40. Sadler out of the pistol, twins either side. Snap, straight drop. Looking on the seam, has a man. It's caught at the 35, and he's brought down at the 30. Devin Dennis had a step on his man on the near sideline, and Evan Sadler put it where it needed to go. First and 10, Algonac in Almont territory. They spot the ball at the Almont. Looks like the 35-yard line. Algonac, working with some pace. Sadler out of the pistol. Same formation. Man in motion right to left snap. Keeps it far side. Sadler makes one man miss in the backfield. Up to the 30. Lowers the shoulder near the 25. Just short of the first down marker. But a healthy gain of about 8 on first and 10. Brings up second and 8 Algonac from the Almont 27-yard line. Muskrats will slow down for the moment. You get a little bit of personnel change. Blake Courier checks into the game. He replaces Bryce Simpson. Sadler works out of the pistol. Courier, the back. Twins to the right, one wing to the left, and the lone man split out to the left. Dennis. Snap on the jet. Working. Clemens cutting up to the 25. Breaks one tackle, and he's forced out of bounds. Just shy of the. 10-yard line, excuse me. That was a gain of about nine. Nice run for Clemens. First and 10. They'll was spotted at the 12-yard line. One oh five to go in the third quarter. Algonac trying to put the first points up on Almont this season. Muskrats work to the line. First and 10 from the Almont 12. Sadler out of the pistol. Currier, the man behind him, Clemens split out to the right. Sather leans in, puts Venata in motion, snap, play action, throwing, fade, far side, and it's knocked away. Great recovery. It looked like that was Matthew bachalski that was in. It looked like zone coverage. He was going with the man on the inside, recognized the play, got the right arm up and knocked it off its course, saving a touchdown, second and 10, Algonac from the Almont 12, 15 seconds left to go in the third, and I don't know if the Rats will get a playoff. They're still huddled, six seconds as they work to the line, and Sadler Well, don't know if he was aware of the clock as the third quarter comes to an end. Almont 42, Algonac nothing but the Muskrats knocking on the door. They have it second and 10 from the 12 when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to High School Football and GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
5: Are you ready for some football? Yeah! Get
1: stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Start of the third, fourth quarter, second and ten from the 12. Algonac takes the snap, hands off to Clemens. Up the middle gets about five before he's dragged down. Brings up third and five from the Algonac, seven. nothing. Almont on top of Algonac. Third down for the Muskrats. Pretty obvious four-down territory. Sadler out of the Pistol. Man in motion, Venata, snap, handoff, middle, no. Sadler keeps it, bouncing to the outside. Oh, he got tackled by his shoestrings just past the five yard line. I believe it was Eric Haddon that came up and made the play. Called a gain of about two. Fourth and three coming up. We have a down Muskrat. So we'll have to wait a minute for fourth and three. Trying to take a look at which Muskrat is down. That was a heck of a tackle. It looked like Sadler had the edge and was going to put Algonac on the board. But it was not to be. As they look at the down muskrat at the five, we will step aside for just a short break. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more football on the other side. You're listening to High School Football and Get Stuck on Sports.com.
1: If you're not listening to Get Stuck on Sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
12: Hi, I'm David Abelgan. I'm the proud owner of St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. I was born and raised in the Blue Water area, as were many of my sales staff. Here at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we care about your personal experience. As a family-owned dealership, we know car buying can be very stressful. When you buy a car from us, we develop a relationship that lasts longer than the car buying experience. Whether it's our new or pre-owned sales, our award-winning service, parts or more, we are here to take care of you. So come say hello at the corner of Kearney and Fredmore Highway. No appointments needed when you come see your neighbors at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge, Jeep. And
1: See you on the field, superstar. You've got it on on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
6: Back here on on GetStuckOnSports.com, 42 to nothing. Almont on top of Alganax. We have the injured Muskrat off the field. Looks like number 60, Mark Romanowski, being helped on the sideline. As they attend to him, fourth and about three upcoming on the field. Algonac trying to put the first points up on Almont this year. They have it fourth and three. Offense staying on the field. Sadler working out of the pistol. Man behind him, David Clemens. Twins either side. Fourth and three from the five. Man in motion, snap, handoff, Clemens. He runs into a brick wall. He stood up, and that Almont defense stands strong. Turnover on downs, and those white jerseys, right now they're moving at a different speed. Heck of a stand by Almont. The Raiders take over first and 10. Looks like they'll spot it at about their own four-yard line. From their own four, Almont taking their time in the huddle. Let's see if they get any new jerseys out there. Under 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 42-0. Almont on top of Algonac. Doudowski still under center. Looks like they've changed up a bit who's in the backfield out of that full house set, handoff up the middle, and it looks like a loss of about a yard. See who was carrying that one. There was a few different white jerseys in there. Jacob Fuller was in the backfield along with Jacob Stewart. So a lot of the same faces. Called a loss of about two, second and twelve. Now on about the three. Clock rolling. About nine minutes left to go in this one. To the line, Almont, second and twelve from their own three yard line. Dave Dowski under center. Two men in the backfield, snap, handoff, right side. Fuller cutting up, room to work. Gets across the 5 to the 10 before he's finally brought down. Let's see where they officially placed it. Looks like it'll be about third and four-ish. Ball on about the 10. They need to get to near the 14. Almont, right now, hey, they've done their job. They're content. Keep the chains moving. Keep that clock running. Get out of here with a big week two victory to start off BWAC play. And the flip side about having a short week coming into it, you're going to have a long one going into week three. Third and four from the ten. Dudowski, snap, handoff, near side, cutting to the outside and being wrapped up number 34, Tim Miller. He didn't get very far. In fact, he may have lost about a half yard. Brings up fourth and four in the punt unit coming out for Almont. So Almont punting away. Mentioned Almont coming off a short week. They're going to have a long week. They play next Friday as Almont gets into the thick of BWAC play in week three. They take on MLA City, and, well, I'm sure that the uh, Raider coaches will have a guy or two up in North Branch tomorrow night to scout that game out because after that they have North Branch. So next two opponents in one place tomorrow night. Fourth and four, the punt is nearly blocked. Line drive punt, bounces at the 30, and rolls across the 40, comes to rest at the 44-yard line. But coming in hot was... There was a couple Algonac players that nearly blocked it, but there's a flag back at the goal line. Oh, did they run into the kicker? Whether it's running into or roughing, either way, it's a first down for Almont and, well... It is running into the kicker against Algonac. Less than five to go, so the offense will come back out for Almont. Nearly had that punt blocked. Would have been at least something to to build off of. 6-48 to go in the game. 42-0. Almont all over Algonac. First and 10 ball on the 15-yard line. Davdowski under center. Two men behind. Looks like. Tim Miller, one of them. He'll take the handoff to the right side. No, excuse me, up the middle. There's a hole, and running through it is Alga is Almont's number six, Jacob Stewart, and he goes all the way to the house. Almont had everyone in fool, myself included. Jacob Stewart just took a run up the middle, and eighty-five yards later, it's another score for Almont, 48 to nothing. I can tell you, both as a player and especially as a broadcaster, trying to, to find that ball on an offense like Almont, an offense like Marine City, where they have a couple of fakes every play, uh, it it can be difficult. And these Almont kids have done it since they were they were really small. <laughs> they know how to do it well. O'Neill steps up, puts the extra point through. That'll make it 49-0, Almont on top of Algonek, 613 to go in the game. We'll step aside. You're listening to GetStuckOnSports.com.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
6: Back here and gets stuck on sports.com. O'Neill kicks it off deep to the far side. Miles Marcangelo picks it up, uh, drops it at first, picks it up, works to the 15, cuts to the 20, and gets tackled about there. Again, with just the way this field's marked at Algodak, hard to see exactly where that ball is. They gave him the 20-yard line. 540 and counting. It's 49-0 Almont. And again, they're not, the second half, they haven't done anything fancy. That last 85-yard touchdown run, just a handoff up the middle, and they had the defense fooled, they had me fooled, and I'm sure they had a lot of people in the stands fooled. That's why Almont's so dangerous. First and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol, and we're going to get a timeout from Almont probably trying to get some personnel in there, get some new numbers out there, get some young guys some experience. And that's how successful programs, how it seems like when they lose a good crop of kids, it, it just, it's self-sustaining. They reload, they don't rebuild. Because Alright, you're a good program. You get up by a lot in, in a handful of games. So you can get young guys a quarter of experience. Some guys some now at the fifth quarter rule, you can get some JV guys varsity experience. So guess what? Next year, when they have that role to fill, they come in week one. It's not the first time under the lights, you're not bright eyed and bushy tailed. You're you're going out there, you're going out ready to play and getting this experience can be invaluable for some of these young guys to understand what it takes. And their welcome to varsity moment can be in a game like this where it's 49 to nothing and not a week one game where it might be a close one and you're kind of going in going, well, they have talent, but how do they do in the moment? Out of the timeout, first and 10, Algonac from their own 20-yard line. Sadler out of the pistol, snap, handoff, it's dropped, and Sadler is dropped himself back for about a loss of eight. Don't know if there's miscommunication or just poor execution on the handoff, but Sadler loses about five or six when it's all said and done. 2nd We'll call it second and 15 from their own 15-yard line. And Al- Algonac's tried some different things offensively. Almont just, well, that defense flies around. They've got a nose for the football. Second and 15 from the 15 of Algonac. Sadler snap, handoff middle, and working across the 15 near the 20, gain of about 5. Looked like that was number 24. Indeed, it was Blake Courier. Make it third and 11 for Algonac. As they just hope to build some positive momentum going into next week. And, well, for Algonac, it, it, it's, it's going to be a tough road back in the BWAC. It is one of the toughest leagues, especially for its size in the state. They'll have Richmond on the docket next week. 3rd and 11 from the 19-yard line. Snap, Sadler fakes it. Works up the middle, 25-30. First down, more flag comes out. 44-50, it runs out of bounds at the Almont 45. But a yellow flag on the field back at the Algonac 30. believe it might just be a sideline warning. So that run will hold. Now officials standing as if Next play is going to be snapped from the Almont 43-yard line. So, Evan Sadler with his longest run of the night. So, the sideline warning on Algonac. The play stands. 3.30 and rolling here to go in the final quarter. Almont 49, Algonac nothing. After... Out of the pistol, first and 10 from the 43 of Almont. Sadler snaps, straight drop, throwing left side. Wants number one, Devin Dennis, but he overthrows him, falls incomplete. Brings up second and 10 from the Almont 43-yard line. See what Algonac can get out of this game? Because Almont, well, they they are rolling have to imagine there's gonna be be a few Muskrat coaches up in Croswell tomorrow scouting out their week three opponent. Second and ten from the Almont forty three yard line. Sadler out of the pistol. Carrier behind him, man in motion, right to left, snap, looking, throwing, far side. It's caught at the 35 and tackled at the 34-yard line. Looked to be Brady Venata. Indeed, it was. Gain of 11, first and 10, Algonac. Clock still moving. We've been in running time this whole second half. From the 33 of Almont, first and 10. Algonac We're under two minutes to play in this ballgame. Sadler out of the pistol. Twins left. One man split out to the right. Courier behind him. Man in motion left to right. Venata. Snap. Play action. Sadler steps up in the pocket. Throws over the middle. And there was no one in the area over through Devin Dennis. But landed about six yards behind the intended receiver. Clock keeps moving. Algonac trying to get on the board. Almont trying to pitch a pair of shutouts to start the year. Sadler working quickly but not in a rush. Breaks the huddle to the line. Out of the pistol. Second and 10, Alganak from the Almont 33. Sadler, man in motion right to left. Bad snap, and Sadler was able to pick it up. And they ruled him down right away, saying he went down to a knee to grab it. No, f- illegal snap or false start. Either way, penalties on Algonac. Must have moved, and the Almont defense must must have reacted, which caused the ball to come out. Is that ball was snapped, and they blew the whistle right away. Push it back to second and 15. From about the 38-yard line of Almont, Sadler out of the pistol. Leans in, snap, handoff, middle, working across the 35, down to about the 32-yard line. Courier once again gets the carry. So basically negates that last penalty, brings up third and 10, Algonac. At the 33-yard line of Almont, 17 seconds to go in the ball game, and this is likely the last play of the ball game. Sadler out of the pistol, snap, handoff, middle. Courier falls down for a gain of about three, and with five seconds left to go, Algonac won't get another snap off, and Almont comes into the swamp and dominates a 49 to nothing victory to kick off BWAC play. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll recap this game and more on the Get Stuck on Sports post-game show.
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools,
3: your sports.
2: If you need Blue Water area scores, standings, schedules, and more, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Not able to listen to the game live? GetStuckOnSports.com archives all their broadcasts so you can listen at any time. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
5: Are you ready for some football?
1: GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton.
6: Back here and get stuck on sports.com. Final here from Algonac, 49 0 Almont. From the start, it was uh, a defensive struggle. Both sides forced a three and out. But Almont would strike first on a couple of big run plays. It was a 36 yard run from Luke Winkler to get it started. That was all the scoring in the first quarter. But then it was Dabdowski to Walton. Six. Cole Walton for 6 14 nothing Elmont in the second quarter would just keep on rolling Dave Dowski finds Batani on a play action pass 43 yards to the house on the first play of the drive and then Batani would do it again on the ground 28 nothing Elmont there was still more to go in the half and Elmont would score one more time to make it 35 nothing after a forced fumble. Coming out of the half, well, not a lot changed. Dalmont marched down the field, ended with a Chase Batani touchdown run, and then one more on an 85 yard touchdown run. Jacob Stewart took the ball up the middle, had everyone fooled. Everyone was going to the outside. Stewart ran on the inside, and 85 yards later, Almont had their seventh and final score of the night. 49-0, your final. We'll take one more break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this broadcast here on stuck on sports.com.
1: Every grandma knows get stuck on sports.com is where the grandkids play.
5: To hear you say that makes me love
1: you, baby. Making lots of memories. It's your kids, it's your schools, it's your sports.
3: For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
1: See you on the field, superstar. You've got it on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
6: Back here on the Get Stuck On Sports post game show. 49-0, your final here in Algonac. Elmont. Pitches their second straight shutout to start the season. I'll tell you what, that Raider defense, they fly around. They have a nose for a football. They're pretty tough-nosed. That'll do it here for me from Algonac. Tomorrow, I will be at Memorial Stadium for Port here on high in East Point. Dennis Stuckey up in cross Lex for Richmond cross Lex. And then Friday, Armada-Yale, I'll have that game. All of those 7 o'clock kickoffs, 6.30 pregames except for Port Huron and East Point. That'll be a 640 pregame as for that one. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been Brady Beaton. Again, your final, Almont 49, Algonac nothing. Thank you all and have a safe and wonderful Wednesday night.
1: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area
12: is Stuck on Sports.